0: So that we might speak with love about the one who is love. The Archdiocese of Chicago, through the generosity of Sacred Heart Parish in Winnetka, now presents The Word on Fire.
1: Peace be with you. Friends, we're entering now into this wonderful Easter season, and the readings are just particularly rich and powerful. When it comes to the resurrection appearances, we almost always find these two things in tandem. The wounds and the peace. Typically, the risen Jesus shows his disciples the wounds of his crucifixion. And then he offers them shalom, peace. In our gospel for today, drawn from John's account, we find this familiar combination. Listen. Peace be with you, he said. And when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The wounds of Jesus are shown for a very simple but very important reason. He wants his disciples and us to know what sin has done. Jesus went to the cross because the world resisted him. It's very important to see, Jesus didn't just die. He was put to death, and practically everybody around him resisted him, contributed to his death. But who was he but the Son of God? God's own self in human form, a portrait of Yahweh sprung to life, as N.T. Wright has put it. Therefore, the resistance to him is the surest sign of our sin the surest indication of our spiritual dysfunction. Nobody after the cross can possibly say, I'm okay and you're okay. We know from the very wounds of Jesus that we are off kilter. They mirror back to us, as it were, our need for grace. But then comes that word, that haunting word, Spoken by the lips of Jesus, which is tantamount to saying, spoken by the lips of God himself. Shalom. Peace, our English translation, barely catches the range of its meaning. Shalom, in Hebrew, intends something like complete flourishing. Life, goodness, joy, fulfillment. Shalom represents, listen, everything that Yahweh wanted for his people from the beginning. It's what the entire biblical revelation is meant to convey, what the prophets wanted the people to experience, what the patriarchs wanted the people to experience, what the Ten Commandments were all about, what all the covenants were about, was shalom. So, what's the Easter message? even though we are sinners and the wounds of Christ prove it, even though we are hopeless in our hatred and our stupidity and the wounds of Christ prove it, even though we had gone and would still go today to the limits of killing God's own son, God still loves us. God still forgives us. And that's why we know that nothing can possibly separate us from the love of God. Because we hear in the shalom of the risen Jesus that every and any sin can be forgiven. Friends, what's the sin against the Holy Spirit? The sin that can't be forgiven? It's simply a refusal to accept this forgiveness. It's that completely stubborn refusal to accept this infinitely gracious forgiveness of God. It's the juxtaposition of the wounds and the shalom that carries this spiritual power. The wounds of Jesus alone, without the shalom, would have convinced us of our sin, yes, but they would not have shown us the way out. They would have simply convicted us in our sense of of hopelessness and guilt. The shalom without the wounds would have been a kind of cheap grace, to use the language of Dietrich Bonhoeffer. A too easy way out. But the two together give us the resurrection faith, the Easter faith. Now, this is precisely why, immediately after uttering that word and showing those wounds, Jesus sends his disciples on a mission of forgiveness. You see what he's saying? What you've received as a gift, now you give as a gift. What you've experienced in my shalom, you now announce to the world. Listen now as John recounts this. Then he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive men's sins, they are forgiven them. If you hold them bound, they are held bound. We're at a very important moment now in the history of salvation. The church is receiving from the Lord here its essential mission. The essential mission of the church, listen, there's all kinds of missions that we're engaged in, all kinds of works the church does, they're all good. But the essential mission is to be the bearer of the divine forgiveness. We have been entrusted with speaking the shalom of the risen Jesus to a fallen and hopeless world. As I say, we do lots of things in the church. We preach a a variegated message. We do lots of different things. But this is the essential business. What you've received from Jesus, forgiveness of sins, now you become a bearer of it to the world. It's not cheap grace that we trade in. Therefore, we participate in Jesus' mission of showing his wounds as well. This is hard business now, Christians, but listen. The church also speaks the deepest truth about sin. Jesus showed them their own sin in his wounds, and so the church, even today, must show the world its dysfunction. The church refuses to explain sin away, to make excuses for it, to call it by some other name. One reason, by the way, for the church's unpopularity down the ages. Now, what does this mission look like, in fact? What does it look like very concretely? Do you remember that terrible story from a couple of summers ago about a madman who made his way into an Amish schoolhouse. And there he killed several innocent little children, and then himself. It'd be hard to imagine a more heinous crime. Yet, in the immediate wake of that terrible event, the families of the slain children went to visit the family of the man who had killed their little girls, and they pronounced their forgiveness of him. Their wounds, psychological and emotional, must have been as evident as the physical wounds on their kids. And yet, they pronounced shalom. Mind you, it was not so much their own peace that they were offering. It was Christ's peace. The Amish are a deeply Christian people. Christianity is the warp and woof of their lives. It's everything. It it animates whatever they are, whatever they do. What they were pronouncing to the family of that killer was the peace beyond all understanding, the peace that comes from the far side of the cross, the shalom uttered by Jesus even after the crucifixion. These Amish people became in their shalom the vehicles through which the shalom of Jesus rushed into a painful and fallen situation. So, can I suggest to you a reading of Christ's words that might be just a tad different? If you forgive men's sins, they are forgiven them. If you hold them bound, they are held bound. Now, that does indeed, I'm speaking very much out of the Catholic tradition here, that does indeed have a strong juridical sense. He's giving to his disciples, the first priests and bishops, the leaders of the church, he's giving them this juridical authority to forgive sins. That's true. But I might suggest a broader sense as well, a sense in which these words apply to all Christians, to priests and laity alike. Jesus is giving to his church the enormous privilege and responsibility of being the bearers of the divine forgiveness to a fallen world. As in the case of these Amish parents, this is something terrible. Easy? Cheap grace? Are you kidding? Can you imagine the emotional maelstrom these people went through? But you see in their forgiveness how the words of the Lord apply precisely. If you, my followers, forgive men's sins, they are forgiven. Yeah, you become a conduit of their forgiveness. It's by your gesture, by your words, that this forgiveness rushes into the world. And listen, if you don't, then they are still held bound. How does the world know about the forgiveness of sins? Through the church. That is to say, through us Christians who have received this shalom from Jesus and now are able to offer it to the world. It's not given simply for us. It's given to us that it might flow through us to an often hopeless and pained world. This reading today is all about mission. This season of Easter is all about mission. The church's great commissioning is the pronouncement of the forgiveness of sins. Here's a question now for all of you listening to me. Have you accepted that mission? Do you take it seriously? Do you listen to the shalom of the risen Jesus and say, well, that's interesting. Happened a long time ago. That was great for those disciples. Or do you hear the shalom of the risen Jesus and realize your sins are forgiven by him and now your responsibility as a member of the church is to bear that forgiving love To those around you. How about that line from the Lord's Prayer? Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. You want a one-line summary of the mission of the church? That's it. May the shalom of the risen Jesus, the peace of the risen Christ, be with all of you. And may you share it. God bless you.
0: The cemetery ministry is a core ministry of our Catholic faith tied to the corporal works of mercy. Cardinal George says, It's comforting to know that our Catholic cemeteries are caring for the remains of our loved ones awaiting the resurrection. There are 43 Archdiocese of Chicago cemeteries willing to help you during times of loss. Call 708-449-6100 for assistance. Catholic Cemeteries, serving the Catholic community since 1837.